0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and each week this spring, we will be honoring the seniors of a Bates team that did not get to finish its season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This week, we chat with four seniors from the men's track and field team, plus an interview with head coach Al Farashidian. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Bates! Bates my baby, my baby. The Bates men's track and field team qualified five student-athletes for the 2020 NCAA Indoor Championships, but the COVID-19 pandemic caused the NCAA to cancel nationals the day before the Bobcats were scheduled to compete in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Of the five men's track and field athletes supposed to compete at NCAAs, two were seniors, Justin Levine and team captain Brendan Donahue. This week... They joined the Bobcast on the phone along with senior captains Bofis Compolo and Anas Reda. Anas, I want to start with you. Um, we
1: haven't had you on the on the show before, so I wanted to start with you in terms of your background. Originally hailing from Casablanca in Morocco, how did you wind up uh, coming to base here for college, and how did you end up joining the track and field team?
2: Oh uh, yeah. So uh, I've been living, or I lived in Morocco for my whole life up until I was eighteen years old. Uh, then I graduated high school, and I somehow got into bait and ended up here. During my first few weeks on campus, I contacted uh, Coach Fresh, and he said that uh, he was willing to give me a try uh, out for the team, and then everything just you know, went on from there. It was just a very, very fun three and a half years of a lot of hard work and a lot of joy on the track, so I'm really glad I reached out to him at the beginning of my uh, first year. How did you
1: end up finding out that Bates might be an opportunity for you to, to go to college?
2: I applied to Bates just as a try. For me, it was a big uh, reach school, so mm. I just applied because of its uh, like how how good of a school it is academically, and I got in. And uh, the just the school worked very hard uh, to make it possible for me to attend, so they were very uh, generous in all their doings. And yeah, things just worked out, and everything worked out for me to come here. So yeah, everything was, was just worked out perfectly.
1: Excellent. We'll get back to you in a moment. Let's go over to Brendan here. Uh, Brendan being one of your fellow senior captains on his team. Uh, Brendan, obviously, you know you, you finished your career on a high note with the PR there, right, in the heptathlon at New England D3s. But I, how have you been processing kind of this abrupt stop to the season? I know it's got to be a little tough. Here, but we've had a few weeks to kind of think about it. What are you kind of been thinking about in terms of looking back on your career at base?
3: I mean, like Anas said, I'm grateful for the opportunity and the this kind of the supportive network we've had between coaches um, and then athletes over the years. Uh, it's definitely something very unique to base athletics and also track and field. Um, but I'm I'm gonna miss it, and I think those first couple of days I was really emotional, and I'm just, I still am, but not to the same extent because I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to be a part of something that I miss so much. Um, but moving forward, I still haven't stopped training, um, although I don't really know what I'm training for, but it, it's it's kind of I want to continue through at least to the end of the spring season, whether or not it's track-specific. Uh, I think it's just something to carry on for the rest of my life. And so I'm definitely grateful for the program and every, every opportunity it afforded me.
1: And then both these, I'm curious for you, I mean, you're a guy who not only played soccer here, but, you know, ran track and field, indoor and outdoor, so you were always in season. What was that experience like for you, Um, you know, throughout your time here at Bates, you know, always being in season here?
4: I mean, I can't complain, really, because I love doing what I did. And so I feel like it made my Bates experience a lot more valuable. But it's definitely a lot of commitment. Uh, and it, it, uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of time management. You know, it takes a lot of. Honestly, athletics takes a lot of time out of uh, my academic schedule, but it also adds a structure to uh, my daily routines, to my daily life, and you know, adds discipline and you know, and everything athletic brings. So it kind of helps me focus in a way. And in the days where I'm not playing sports, I just feel like my day weren't what I wanted them to be, so they don't really feel like uh, I've done anything productive. So I think being a three-sport athlete is definitely challenging, but it was also a rewarding experience, at least for me, in my experience habits, Certainly. And then, Justin, you
1: were also always in, Stephen, obviously running on the cross-country team as well. Uh, you really had quite the senior year in track. I mean, you were setting PRs, it seemed like, every single week. What did it mean to you, you know, to qualify for NCAA like you did as a senior? Obviously, unfortunately, got canceled the day before it we was supposed to start. But what did it mean to you to, to you know, to get that qualification in track and field? Because you've been there for cross country, but never for track before.
5: Yeah, as Brendan and Anas and Bofis kind of pointed out, being on the team for for a while um, has really been a privilege and something that I'm grateful to have been a part of. Uh, and like you said, being, um, you know. Three three season type athlete um, with cross country being in the fall that also meant the summer uh, for training so yeah I kind of going into college knew that that commitment would um, have to be necessary if I wanted to kind of do distance running in college so I kind of did set myself up ready to go for four years um, and yeah I I'm 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 still blown away by the results. I you know just worked really hard each day, and um, had great teammates to, to work around with, uh, lots of motivation, and and yeah after after we kind of had a disappointing end to our cross country season, uh, a group of the guys and I on the distance squad just rallied around each other, and we knew we had one of two options: we could either you know, especially for me as a senior, just kind of coasted in, and uh, yeah we had a good run or, you know, kind of take the approach we wound up having, um, which was to really, you know, put the foot on the gas and give it our best shot because it would be the last time we'd all be together. And, I mean, it turned out, you know, absolutely fantastic. We, you know, as you know, had had five guys qualify for nationals, um, which is the most, you know, at least that I can remember. Maybe there was one time, you know, 20, 30 years ago before that. But it was truly special to have all of our guys um, Bard Rust and Ryan Nealis in my training group to make it as well. And then to have Brendan and Johnny also have clutch performances to make it is truly a truly a dream season for for myself and the, the guys.
1: Yeah, I wanted to follow up with you about that because you have um, a fellow seniors, uh, Gabe Benson and and Jack McLarnan, are, are also distance runners just like you are. What did they bring to the table all four years, um, you know, kind of grinding it out with you there in cross-country and in track and field?
5: Jack and Gabe have been a special part of our program. Um, just like the, some of the seniors that kind of, you know, were, were there from the beginning. And then, I mean, running's a tough sport and it's, it was the same when my dad, uh, ran at Brandeis. The team fades. That's just kind of how it is. So we started with nine men and for our distance squad, you know, we finished with three, but you know, and that kind of just shows. Really what I'm thinking, you know, for Jack and Gabe, it shows the perseverance they had to stick with it, um, you know, and run and run and run um, through adversity, the good times, the tough times. Um, And, you know, I tip my cap to them for, you know, for staying with it. And it was really nice to see Gabe uh, had a PR in his final race at New England. And Jack fought back really strong um, from kind of an injured cross season. Um, to get back into really good shape. Um, And I know those guys were really looking forward to outdoor, but um, they had great careers, and it's been been a pleasure running with them.
1: Excellent. I want to pivot to academics real briefly here. uh, For um, Anas in particular, I know you're working on an honors thesis in epigenetics with Andrew Kennedy. Tell me a little bit about that and how you've developed your topic and what's that experience been like? I know you're on campus still working on it. I'm one of the few people left there on campus, but tell me a little bit about that honors thesis you're working on.
2: So uh, I've been working with Andrew Kennedy for the last three years, and uh, uh, last year, uh, around I think April, he thought that it'd be a good idea for us to uh, try and do an honors thesis, and uh, we went ahead and tried to do that, and things just worked well for us. Uh, We work very well together. Uh, The rest of my lab, uh, Ashley Pratt from the women's team, isn't it? Uh, Just the rest of my lab have done a fantastic job in supporting me and supporting each other to really produce magnificent work. Um, Our lab tech, uh, Beth Malakowski has sacrificed hundreds of hours trying to help us get to where we're at now. So I think the honors thesis is nice and all for myself, but I think what really matters is all the people that really made it uh, possible for me to have this at the end of the day. Yeah, I turned it in last week, and it was a very good experience. Uh, just Everything went very smoothly, just because the support system here at Bates, from people on and off the track team, has just been magnificent. So, yeah, it it wasn't really... Uh, my, my credit, it was all the people who came together to make this possible.
1: Was it a sense of relief when you turned in, a sense of accomplishment, a little bit of both? How are you feeling?
2: I think most of all, just a sense of uh, maybe a little a little bit of pride, but a lot of uh, humility to realize, uh, you know, throughout this process I realized how much I didn't know and how much I had to mm. learn. So it was a very good learning experience for me and Yeah, at the end of the day, it feels nice to submit it and to have that, you know, have that be part of my base career, but like I said, little credit should go to me, most of it should go to my advisor and to my friends, to everyone who really made it possible for me to have the opportunity to work on this project for, you know, a little uh, over three years, so it's pretty good.
1: Excellent, bothies. I'm wondering, you know, the experience of being team captain with, you know, with Nas and, and Brendan and Jeremy and, and Johnny Rex as well. What is that experience been like being one of the captains this year for the for the indoor track and field team uh, this season? Because it was a pretty strong one, obviously, for the Bobcats.
4: I thought it was interesting just to be able to you know step up because four years ago I was you know part of the team not knowing what was going on, and then four years later I'm here as one of the leaders on the team. It's it's quite a I think for me, to sum it up, it's, uh, it's a blessing, really, to be able to be someone who people look up to, someone who's always positive, brings in the energy, and uh, always treat everyone with respect. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're first year or senior. Uh, so for me, it's been pretty rewarding out there to work alongside Anas, Brandon, and Johnny, because they all bring to the table different experiences, uh, different backgrounds. Uh, we all do different events. And so it's always kind of interesting to see what um, our fellow captains are doing, how are they going about the days, and what sort of leadership experiences or background do they bring to the table and how can I learn from them?
1: Yes. Well, speaking of, I, you mentioned all the different events. You personally were doing what? Triple jump, long jump, high jump, 60-meter hurdles. What was that like? You know, especially every every single year, it's like the men's, State of Maine Championship, you were you were in six different events <laughs> well, or something close to that. What was that kind of like, uh, you know, doing all those different events at, at meets throughout your career? Yeah,
4: I think it's it's pretty exciting because I love competing. So when the week comes, every Monday when we have the meet sheets that comes out, I'm always excited to see what Coach Fresh puts me into. But even though most of the time I already know what events I'm doing, Sometimes I can kind of influence um, his choices. Mm-hmm. But over yeah. the years, I've come to realize that I will do whatever it takes for the team. I will do whatever it takes for the team to succeed and to be able to contribute to the success of, you know, the team. And so uh, me doing six, five events just goes on to speak to volume to like the type of person that I am and what I'm willing to do. The sacrifices I'm willing to make for my team. Well, Brendan, obviously you were a
1: multi-sport athlete with the headcath on and the line. You mentioned you were still doing some training. I think uh, in terms of uh, you're not quite sure what you're training for, but you want to you want to keep <laughs> obviously go a little bit. Tell me about that process. Like it's got to be a, um, a weird yeah, feeling, I suppose.
3: Definitely. Um, I mean, I first off, want to say Bo Bo has been a warrior and an in in, in, in and mm-hmm. day out for the past four years. I mean, I look at my our freshman state meet, and Bo Peace was scoring a whole bunch of points, and he was doing he was stepping up to a role that was much higher than a freshman and i I think I looked up to him and I wanted to be better for that because Bo was from the get go doing good, so I think that was kind of my incentive to kind of invest in in this sport but uh now that now that I'm not training for seven events or in the outdoors ten events, it's definitely weird and i've been I've been chatting with some of the other seniors across cross division three that do the, the the half in the multi and we're kind of all bouncing around ideas of, of like what, what's the future holds and um, kind of just talking about training regiments. And so, I mean, I've just been hiking a lot and actually running more, which which is kind of weird for me, but I've made sure to continue Olympic lifting and it's definitely something I've developed a passion for. So it's weird, but I think in the long run it will be healthy just to continue practicing some of these lifts and running. Justin,
1: um I think off the air we mentioned you were talking about you were thinking about grad school, um in terms of, you know, your immediate future, what are your thoughts on obviously, you know, there in theory you could you could you could you go to grad school and you could run somewhere else um for, for a semester. So what are your what are your thoughts on that possibility?
5: Yeah, so uh like Brendan, I'm definitely uh keeping my options open. So I got back on the grind um this past week and I've been running again. It's been nice. I've uh, now that I'm in Florida and my whole family's here. Uh, my brother, he's been accompanying accompanying me alongside on the bike, so at least I, you know, I'm not alone. Uh, kind of like a teammate. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping to really study for the GREs this summer. Um, and you know, depending on how that goes and my application process, uh, keeping my options open for different schools. Um, and yeah, the goal really, you know, if I can stay in shape for an extended period of time would be to try to run in twenty twenty two somewhere um I'm not sure I'd you know probably stick to the five k or the ten k um that kind of route um I kind of was planning on running the ten k for the first time seriously this outdoor season, so now that that opportunity kind of you know didn't happen, maybe. That's something I can look into, you know, using in, you know, a year or two. Um But, yes, yeah, it, it is a weird time, like Brendan said, um, just kind of not knowing what our future holds, you know, not just in running, but, you know, kind of the hiring process has kind of been halted for me. Um, so we're kind of in limbo right now, as, you know, most college seniors are across the country. Um It's a weird time. So, you know, we're hoping – we're hoping this all clears up um, and that when things are safe, you know, we can look at that, those next steps.
1: Anas, I was curious, I, I touched on this earlier, but you and both uh a few of the students who are still on campus. So what was that transition like? I know there was moving to be done. Um, how did that go from your perspective when that was kind of all went down with, um, you know, it being able to stay on campus, but still having to reshape and rethink of how the rest of the semester is going to go basically.
2: Uh, yeah. So uh both and I are still on campus. Uh things here are uh pretty mm-hmm. bare. Uh we just uh just get up, do our work, uh, eat some food and go mm-hmm. to the gym, uh which is now in Ben Mays. Yeah, I mean Bates without its community is nothing. So it's, uh, it's very definitely very weird being on campus, but uh you know we try to make the best out of it and uh, try to keep ourselves busy. Uh, As long as we're taking the necessary precautions to keep ourselves and our friends healthy, I think this is what we'll keep doing. And, uh, yeah, the weather has been pretty nice uh, recently, so we try to go out uh, onto Garcelon and just relax while, of course, uh, maintaining social distancing. Sure.
1: And then maybe a little bit happier topic, kind of looking back on your careers, each of you – Maybe one or two meets that really stand out. I mean, I know you're talking about, you know, State of Maine's always a big deal and whatnot, but, I mean, any, throughout your, you know, three-plus years, you know, running uh, for the, and, and participating in track and field for the Bobcats, and I'll start with you. A couple of meets that you'll remember down the, down the line, you think?
2: For sure, I will remember my last meets, my senior year. Uh, I think that was at uh, BU, And uh, it was a a very nice PR for me. Um, The competition was very, very good. Um, We ended up competing. Sorry, it wasn't the very last meet. I think it was before last or uh, two away. But, yeah, it was just nice to know that all the time I put it to track, uh, I I could see progress over the four years. And that track is so easy, especially when you're – uh, athletes, because I'm just surrounded by some of the best athletes in the country, and easily some of the best in our region, New England. So when I see guys like uh, Bofi, like uh, Brendan, Justin, Miles, Nabert, working very hard every day, it's just very easy for me to follow along and maybe give my two cents here and there. But yeah, and then maybe another meet would be State of Maine's. This year as well, uh, we were projected to lose the meet by over 40 points. That's a a lot of points in track. And we that day, it felt like we truly came together as a team. Uh, everything just clicked. Everyone was on the same page. And it was very, very nice to see everything just work out in our favor. Just everyone coming together, everyone giving it their all, sacrificing everything they had for the team. It was just very humbling to be part of something that obviously means so much more than just running around in circles or throwing heavy things around. <laughs> Both how about for you? Some memorable meets?
4: Yeah, I think for me, definitely all the state-of-main championships I've been part of. But also, I think the most important, at least for me, is the NESCAC championship my freshman year, which took place at Bowdoin. Just because uh, the energy at NESCAC is different. It's something that I've never experienced before. And going into NESCAC, I didn't know what it was like. And so I just went in with the mindset of giving it everything I had in me. And obviously it turned out not to be about bad me. By just the atmosphere at NESCAC, being able to compete alongside, you know, all the NESCAC competitors who are also in the same kind of academically challenging institutions as as uh, as some of us, and so I thought NESCAC was pretty pretty interesting because I – and the the thing about that meet also is that I kind of was hurt a little bit, but I gave it the best and came out with good results. So that's one of the meets I'll definitely remember because it was something that just opened my eyes to what being a student athlete in Nescaq actually meant. Awesome. And then, Justin, how about for you?
5: Yeah, so uh, for me, as, as the guy said, um, states are, you know, a very special time for us. But, um, but also, for me, really, every New England meet that I've run in, in um, either cross-country or indoor track or outdoor, um, for me personally, has been, like, my, my go-to, my, you know, special races that I've had. Um just always felt like I was able to put it together on those days, whether it was cross country or indoor or outdoor um and this last year um indoor uh we ran at Springfield, and I had a wild race, you know I'll remember forever where you know the guys didn't want to take out the pace, and I was looking for a national qualifying time, so I ran the first fifteen laps alone um And then when the guys came, you know, the, the really good runners from Williams and MIT just kind of hung in there with them, um, and battled it out all the way to the finish line and wound up nabbing one of them, um, who was one of the runners I looked up to ever since he was a national champion in high school. Um, and he runs for MIT and he's a good friend of mine. Um, but just kind of like, I mean, that one race was really, was really special just to be competitive with those guys, two of the Williams runners were already qualified for nationals and the MIT guy was qualified as well. And right then and there, even if, you know, I didn't wind up being fortunate enough to make nationals in the next meet, um, I kind of knew like, okay, this, this is really paid off. Like the guys were saying, all the hard work is, has come to fruition. Um, and then I guess one other, let's see, one other race, Um, I mean, there's just, yeah, there's been so many special races, really every one of them. But that first time when we were at, uh, when I broke 15 on our track, um, that was probably the greatest team experience I've ever had in track and field. Um, You know, as I sent you the video and um, we had all the guys were so supportive, just cheering me on the entire time. Um, They knew how much that that barrier meant to me because I'd been really going at it for three years and I was unsuccessful um and then to do it on our track with all of our guys um you know right there at the finish line that was that was one of the greatest uh you know moments in my life and I'll I'll always remember that so just yeah track and field has been wonderful it's been a pleasure um getting to run with these guys I was similar to Anas you know I really I got off the waiting list it was a last minute decision I was going to Bates um, mm. wasn't even one of the better runners in our recruit- recruiting class for cross country. Um, and I'm sure some of these guys can say the same. Uh, and we just worked really hard and, you know, it's been, it's been amazing that it's paid off for all, you know, all four of us on this call, but really just the whole team.
1: Brenda, I know you got a virtual class to get to, but, um, <laughs> your, your memorable meets for you.
3: I would say it was sophomore year. Obviously the creme de la creme for every season is the state meet because you actually feel like you're part of a team and seeing your teammates get sixth place or pick up a couple points here and there is like the greatest, most gratifying most gratifying feeling as, as a teammate and just as a fan of the, of the sport. Um, but in terms of meets, I think that the two that stick out to me were out, uh, outdoor, Open New England's my sophomore year uh, at Dartmouth, this is the biggest venue I think I've ever been to, but it was really nice having all, all our, the teammates that were there line up the fence to cheer on um, Hannah Austin in the 10K. Um, it was kind of, yeah. kind of surreal with the lights, and it was a late-night race. Justin also ran the lights, which was really cool to watch because it felt like it was prime time, <laughs> and it was cool yeah, tracking that light. Um, and then the other meet would probably be the Sylvan Invitational, which is usually a meet that you go down with the other multis um, so last year I went with Liam. The year before, I went by myself, actually with Coach Ellis. But those are those are really fun because some oftentimes they'd be the meets that'd be downpouring, and it was just about getting a mark out. But it took it kind of took all the pressure away from the sport, and you kind of got down to the base of wow, this is I like doing this because I like track and field, and I think that, that was something really beautiful about that those moments. But all in all, like Justin said, this program's been been kind of my my outlet for the past four years and so it's hard to see it go but um i i guess i'm looking forward to the future ahead and i'm hoping everyone stays healthy and safe and these worrisome times but we'll be we'll get through them and we'll be stronger than we were before
1: nicely said Bernard donahue Bofi youth justin levine and as thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. really appreciate it thank you Bates men's track and field head coach Al Farashidian
0: joins us this week as well to talk about what the Bates seniors mean to the program.
6: They've been a great group, and and uh, we are certainly going to miss them. Uh, a lot of those guys have been an integral part of everything we've done for the last four years. So, um, you yeah, know, it's kind of just a, a shame how things ended so abruptly, and and uh, with the, on on the verge of such uh, you know good things that were were happening, and and really uh, to see all of these guys. You know, one of the things we talk about an awful lot. Is the whole concept of finishing strong, and 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 particularly to our senior class year in and year out, that's one of my one of my big challenges. Whether we have six or we have ten, uh, the goal really is for them to close out what they've started to do the best of job that they can. And and this group we really bought into that, so we were pretty excited about where we were going.
1: Yeah, I would say you know looking at this group, I mean Brendan Donahue might be the person I kind of feel the worst for almost, just because. You know, he had that unfortunate injury last year's Outdoor Nationals and didn't get to finish that. And this year was looking like a real strong in terms of in the multi events. I mean, what can you say about what he's done? And I mean, it, you know, it, it's tough because you kind of always look back like, oh, man, what if, right, for him because of some of the opportunities he was denied, basically.
6: Yeah, it's, it, it is. It's tough in every situation. But Brendan's put his heart and soul into our program for the last four years. And to watch his development over the years, I mean, as a freshman, the first time we tried him in a multi-event, uh, it would there was no way you would ever project that he would be where he ended up at the you know at the end of his career uh but he 's just been a tremendous one of the best young men i 've ever worked with and and uh really uh, I think he was he benefited greatly from coming into the program and having guys like Blake downey and uh around to kind of set the tone for him and some of our alums checking in from the past, like Eric Wayman, that just really encouraged him an awful lot through the process and and uh yeah, he was on the verge of some great things and had he had he, uh, oh boy had he had uh, not fallen in that in that uh, hurdle race last year outdoors at nationals he was on his way to a huge PR and I think he probably may have been an all-american last year so uh, we had very high hopes for this year and, and very disappointing to know that uh, they're not going to get uh, completed at least at least here anyways
1: he's still working out he told me he's still training he's not um, you know he's not letting his time get to him that badly that says a lot about him right
6: uh, he's just a tremendous young man, and just instrumental in so many things that we've done with our with our team. And um, you know, like I said, just one of the one of the most most enjoyable people I've ever had a chance to work with. So we're going to miss having him around. I'm, I'm hoping that he actually will consider a graduate uh, uh, graduate year next year, and potentially maybe still have that chance to uh, finish out what. You know what? What we started, uh, he wouldn't be here at Bates, of course. But uh, uh, I'd love to see him finish out what he started because uh, he's right on the verge of, of being an all-American and just being, you know, one of the all-time best that we've ever had here at Bates. And then a couple other senior
1: captains. I mean, both these Compolo and I will talk with him about how like it seems like every year the the state meet was kind of uh, his time to shine. He, particip- he participated in so many events and scored so many points for the Bobcats over the years. What can you say about? What he's done, also not only that, but balancing the soccer commitment as well in the fall.
6: Right. Well, I got to tell you that uh, when you know, I thought about all these guys a little bit, and 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 the one thing, whenever I think of both, you know, the one word that just jumps out to me is warrior. He's a warrior, and he is ready to jump into battle, and he is going to, he's going to put on his game face, and he's going to be ready to go whenever you call on him. And, uh, and 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 uh, yeah, the impact he's had over the years, particularly at the state meet, but at NESCAC, New England Div threes, uh, you know, he, he's he's just been huge. And 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 you're right. I mean, it shows how versatile he is to be, you know, an outstanding soccer player in the fall, and then come in and join us as a captain and be a great leader. He's a tremendous motivational leader. I think he fires everybody up on the team as much as anybody I've ever seen.
1: And then another senior captain, Anas Reda, who we were talking about his honors thesis. He shines in the classroom. He's Originally from Morocco, and came to Bates and said, "Hey, I want to join track and field." And then he rose all the way up to captain. What leadership qualities did he bring that showed you why he should be one of the team leaders? You know, here in his senior year, and also what
6: he did, you know, his past few years as a Bobcat. Uh, it just it really speaks to his uh, his character. Um, he is an extremely uh, motivated, uh, sincere, genuine. Uh, person who just really cares about what he 's doing and cares about uh, doing the best that he can in any situation he came in as a non recruited walk on and um, but his his focus his determination um, his, his, he's got a great mind, as you've indicated, but he's also incredibly compassionate and really cares about his teammates, and that was very, very evident, and, and as we named him captain this year, uh, he's been a leader by example and, and uh, a very determined competitor. He's PR'd uh, in almost every single meet we had this year, and, and that just speaks again to his commitment and his focus.
1: You mentioned the fact that, you know, he wasn't recruited, obviously, for track and whatnot, uh, but track does get a fair amount of athletes who, who end up joining the team who maybe weren't recruited for the for, for that particular sport. And what do you tell them when they come to you and say, hey, I'd like to, you know, join the team? What do you tell them about what it takes,
6: you know, to succeed, you know, in the program? Well, first I'd say we're very thankful for the walk-ons that we've had because <laughs> some of our greatest athletes over the years have been walk-ons. So uh, you never know when you're going to find that diamond in the rough. And um, not to say that everybody can is, is going to be capable of that at all times, but you know I, I'm I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to try to keep doors open as as much as possible. Try to keep doors open and 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 just uh, just see where where the path goes. And, and uh, sometimes you open a door. And you find out that it's 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 a beautiful uh, journey. Other times you open a door, it doesn't quite work out so well. So, uh, but I, I think bottom line is is uh, you know when you when you know he came in, he knew that um, you know the one thing I do express to them is that um, you know they probably and a lot guys that are in that situation a lot of times don't have as much background as some of the guys that we've recruited. And we don't have as much time invested with them as far as you know explaining what the program's all about. So I do really try to sit down with them and try to try to you know kind of point out the fact that uh, you know competing in college isn't the same as competing in high school, and the focus, the determination, the dedication, the commitment that it takes. You know it's not it's not for everybody, and and in many cases I'll. I'll, I'll try to make sure that they understand the challenges involved because I don't want them jumping into something and just assuming, oh, okay, this is going to be easy and I'll be able to just, you know, hop right in here and do, do great. I mean, it's it's probably not going to work out that way, but I've been shocked how many times it does work out that way. Sure. You mentioned
1: enough, you know, PRing multiple times this year. How about Justin Levine and the finish he had to his track and field career at Bates? I mean, obviously he was huge in cross country as well, a captain in cross country, but, um, he was pr and it seemed like, almost every week in track and field this year and actually ended up qualifying for nationals. What, uh, what made him such a um, you know strong uh, athlete for you over these past four years in terms of what he's been able to do, especially this, this senior season?
6: Well, I, I think when you think of Justin, you think of one word, and that one word is determination. Um, I don't know that I've known as many determined people in my life as, as Justin is, and and for a distance runner, that's a tremendous quality to have. Um, you know, I think back on his sophomore year, uh, he was having a great year and, uh, it was during the outdoor season <clears throat> and every race he seemed to be running faster and faster. And it's like, okay, this is great. He's really coming along looking super. And, and, um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times guys at the end of the uh, long, long year, particularly at the end of the outdoor season, guys that are running longer races, like the 5,000 meters, A lot of times they tend to get tired mentally and physically, and they have a hard time going on. And, you know, so we're thinking about that with Justin, trying to be strategic about, you know, how we ran him and how often we ran him. But but he was just, you know, he was just hard-nosed. and He said, no, I want to go. I know I can go. I know I can run faster. And he was taking week after week trying to take those shots at at trying to break 15 minutes in 5K, and, and that was something that was really motivating him. And, you know, every one, it would be like 1501, 15 flat point three, fifteen 15 flat point, one, And it was just, you know, but he never gave up that pursuit, and he wanted to do that. He got that done earlier this year, and then all of a sudden he started to realize, it's like, you know, nationals is a possibility. And, and he just continued to show that determination. He continued to challenge himself and to step up to the challenges. I mean, the way he qualified – in that last meet at Tufts was really impressive because ultimately it turned out that there are basically two people in the race, him and one other guy, and and that's not an easy way to run an all time lifetime best in in a race like the five thousand meters. But um, you know it just again somebody of less determination and less character would never have been able to make that happen. But but he was uh, he's one of those guys that refused to to not be successful. And then Jack Mclaren, and a senior.
1: Uh, a, you know, star in the classroom, all academic every single semester, just a tremendous job there. And also, you know, sticking with a program, distance runner. Uh, what did he bring to the table? What was
6: he like to have on the team? He was one of those classic walk-ons. He, he, you know, he contacted us the summer before his freshman year and said, hey, I ran – Cross country in high school, I'd like to do it, and in college and all that type of stuff. And I, I basically told him how hard it was going to be and how it wasn't made out. You know, it wasn't made for everybody. And and uh, but he continued not to be uh, too intimidated by that. He continued to push back. I think when I think of Jack, I think of an overcomer because I mean Jack has uh, some. He has a kind of a uh, asthmatic uh, medical condition um, that again isn't real um, really ideal for a. Legit distance runner who requires, you know, your your, right. your 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 lungs and your pulmonary system to be a huge part of what you're doing. Um, and he's had to deal with uh, occasional uh, attacks where uh, he's had to stop. We've had to seek medical attention for him. We've had to do some other things. Uh, and again, uh, but you know, he's he's persistent. He's he's as consistent, uh, you know, as a runner as he is in the classroom every single day. I think he ended up with a 4.0. If he didn't, he's awfully darn close to it. Um, you know, and and uh, you know, he just just kept. You know, overcoming. He'd have an episode. He would take the time he needed to recover. He'd get checked out medically. He would do the things he needed to do, take care of the precautions, make sure he had his medications with him, do all the things he had to do. But he's again just a uh, kind of like the little engine that that uh, that could. He just refused to to uh, you know uh, to give in to. The fact that maybe he had some limitations that uh, most runners wouldn't even, you know, comprehend, you know, continuing a, a competitive collegiate career with.
1: Yeah, all four years. That's obviously very impressive. And then Gabe Benson uh, came back to the team this year after uh, not being on the team on track and field last year. And and uh, he ended his career on a high note there at D3 New England's, uh looking at a PR there in the 1000, uh, PR a few weeks earlier, BU in the 800. So obviously you're talking about that, you know, ending on a high note. And that's what Gabe did, right?
6: Yeah, and, and, you know, for Gabe, again, I I just am really impressed that he uh, had the perseverance to be able to hang in there, because um, to be, you know, uh, completely honest and and open, uh, he had a lot of frustrations in his career. There were a lot of times when he'd get in pretty good shape and then get injured, or, um, you know, circumstances wouldn't allow him to be able to perform, you know, at the best when he needed it. Uh, But he, again, hung in there, fought through all the ups and the downs, and, and and that again speaks tremendously to the to the type of character a person has. Hung in there all the way. Really wanted to make a difference. Um, you know, during the during the track seasons, particularly he used the cross country season to get healthy, to kind of get prepared, and then he, he had a. Fantastic senior, you know, uh, season. You know, one of the things he did, he was a big scorer for us at the state meet uh, indoors. And you know, as that state meet turned out to be a, uh, a a dead tie with with Bowden, every single little point was critical, and he was a big part of what we got done, um, you know, in that meet. And 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 certainly that, along with the fact that you know, he ended his career as, you know, for the first time ever in his career, he was a, an individual qualifier for the New England Division III championships. And and so, I, I, again, I think that just really speaks highly to his perseverance to be able to stick through, you know, some of the setbacks and disappointments that came along.
1: Yeah, you touched on the state meet there. Obviously, the, that crazy tie with voting for both the men and the women there. Um, and I know your assistant coach, Jacob Ellis, just wrote um, a 20 page uh, reflection on it. But, uh, you, know, you know, give us a kind of a cliff note to there. You know, we'll, we'll always remember this season, unfortunately, because it ended early, but we'll also always remember because of what that
6: crazy state meet it turned out to be, right? Well, Coach Ellis is in the process of writing The Odyssey, I think, and, and describing uh, <laughs> the, the all uh, idiosyncrasies that went on with that meet. It's just incomprehensible that, or incomprehensible that, that, um, you know, you can have that many events, that many points available, that many athletes competing. Um, you know, and and ultimately for both meets to come down to a tie in the exact same format at the end of the meet, uh, you couldn't write that in the script. Um, so, uh, although Ellis has done a great job in, in capturing it in his story, so uh, yeah, it, it was it was a remarkable night, uh, very interesting because. Uh, You know, traditionally that meet is is a single gender meet. The women usually compete on Friday, the men on Saturday. Uh, And this year, because of a snowstorm on Friday, that that caused USM to cancel, we had to combine. It, it really, it was, it was a, just a surreal atmosphere all night long. Of course, you know, Bates and Bowden are, you know, very strong rivals, and we were all, you know, both going in on both sides, men and women, with the idea that, you know, this was a very important team meet for us, and we all wanted to do as well as we could. You know, many meets in track and field, you don't set your lineup up to, you know, to win this meet or this event or whatever, but in the state meet, boy, you're going for it. You put everything together. And you're trying to use your, you know, the 45 guys that you are, or girls that you have on the team, and you're trying to uh, maximize what their their you know potential production can be. Uh, so it was it was really just amazing. And, and again, for it to end, particularly with the blackout relay for the men, knowing that we had to win it to earn tie, and 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 ultimately from our perspective, a win because. Um, we had seen Bowdoin as a, a significant, significant uh, favorite going into the meet. And, and so for us to be able to come back and, and do that, we we certainly exceeded what our expectations were. And I think uh, in many regards that, that put a little pressure on Bowdoin as well.
1: Certainly. Well, any other thoughts on this senior class of six that you wanted to share before we let you go here, Coach?
6: No, I, you know, it's been a great group. I think one of the things that they'll be uh, – that their legacy will be um, – uh, will involve will be you know the future direction of our program and where we go. Um, we came back early this year in January and had a chance to to sit down with uh, the purposeful work uh, department on campus and and worked within our team to really kind of uh, develop a set of visions and values that uh, we were going to hold and incorporate in in this year's team, uh, which by the way we did extremely well, but also as a model for future teams and how we could how we could function more effectively and, and, and work and I, I got to say that that uh, everybody on the team really participated in that significantly but but specifically the captains were a huge input in that whole process and you know we had a couple of junior captains and and uh, you know with Johnny Rex and Jeremy Bennett, and they did a they did a fabulous job as well, contributing to it. But uh, and, but then I'd go back to my my cross country captains like Justin Levine and, and Ryan Nealis and you know talked about things with them, and, and they had uh, tremendous input. One of the things I've always talked about: we had five track captains, I had two distant, different distance captains for cross country. But one of the things I always project to our team is that. That uh, we can 't leave the leadership to you know to the captains that 's that's, that's not who we 're going to be about. We need to have a team where everybody's a leader and, and and this team did a really nice job coming together and really developing some concepts that I think are going to going to play a big role in how the team, you know, functions in the future. And and so so uh very very thankful to them for the time, the seriousness, the intensity they put into uh, you know, the thought process of trying to trying to rough this out and kind of come up with the general concept of how how this would look and and what it would mean for future teams coming forward. So they they definitely have left their mark and and something that uh, I'm very grateful for
0: next time on the Bates Bobcast we'll salute our seniors from the women's lacrosse team which hosted the final home event of the year at Bates when the Bobcats went out on a high note with a win over USm that's next time on the Bates Bobcast Bates, Bates, my building, my building.